Hello listeners, welcome to Home F Podcast channel. My name is Kome Odomo. Today we will be looking at propelling the energy transition series with the topic Nigerians Climate Law, a tool for energy transition. And I'll be speaking with Barrister Chima Williams. Barrister Chima is a legal practitioner, environmental activist, and executive director of Environmental Rights Action Friends of the Earth Nigeria who recently won the Goldman Award following his active engagement in the fight for climate justice. Thank you very much. Good to be here. And our topic today entails looking at the strategic regulatory framework for rapid development of off-grid renewable energy system in order to improve access to sustainable energy. Can I say that there is a conflict of electricity law? Well, when you talk of conflict, they have to be in place first and foremost either a law or a provision that maybe a new thinking is contradicting, okay? Um, in our energy laws as of today, the conflict that may arise is that there is no provision, express provision for alternative um, source of energy that is provided under our uh, previous uh, laws that guide, for instance, PSCN uh, in providing energy. Um, what they talk about is mostly uh, the on-grid system, calculating, metering, payment, and the rest of them. But now, a new thinking has come, which is the renewable energy source as an alternative to the on-grid system, uh, because Nigeria has not developed her um, alternative energy sources to the level of gridding them. Okay, so all the sources for today still remains off-grid, even when it is government that is providing them. So in that case, if you talk about the laws, uh, because now I do not think there is any law expressly that has made provision for alternative off-grid energy sources for Nigeria. So it's safe to say that there are no laws in Nigeria that supports energy transition. Yeah, it is safe to say that, um, except for policies, okay, which are no laws, which are statements of intentions by the administration. And then, of course, even um, our new climate change law does not provide expressly for off-grid, you know, renewable energy sources as a source of energy supplies for Nigeria as an alternative. And the most worrisome too is the fact that a country that is talking of, you know, um, asking this type of question, you know, um, shift to renewable energy sources. And the Petroleum Industries Act is providing for further exploration in other parts of the country, you know, for the dirty energy source, okay? And then investing money into or putting 
an amount that should be invested in those type of searches and exploratory activities. Whereas it is the industry players who should invest their money into such explorations, not the government. So you see where the conflict, if we talk about conflict, uh, which may not necessarily for me be a conflict, it is a support for the existing energy laws already. Otherwise, we should have made it expressly clear that there is need for provision of off-grid, you know, renewable energy alternatives. And that would have, you know, given uh, flippance to any kind of investment that would be made in the sector. But now there is no such thing. And I think this is why there is no um, sort of incentive provided to reduce the cost of such off-grid renewable energy sources as at now. It depends to any kind of investment that will be made in the sector. But now there is no such thing. And I think this is why there is no um, sort of incentive provided to reduce the cost of such off-grid renewable energy sources as at now. At COP26, Nigerian's President Muhammadu Buhari said the country has developed an energy transition plan while also pledging that the country's net zero emission target is by 2060. Do you think we are ready for that? Well, I think one of the things that have always been my problem with this Nesdero stuff is that I don't understand whether our officials really appreciate or understand what Nesdero is all about. It's an industry language. How can our governments be taking up industry languages and be supporting it and using it as if it means anything that business for the industry players. Okay? Uh, Mr. President should have been talking about how do we reduce all the emissions, all the problems that are associated with, you know, um, activities of the extractive sector. Uh, because net zero is a nebulous term. And when Mr. President promises 2060, will he be there to implement it? His center of office expires by 29th of May, 2023, when he hands over. And whoever he is handing over to, is he sure that there will be co policy continuity? Just the way he inherited some policies that he felt were okay and continued with them which we give him kudos for. Because most administrations, even within the same structure, would have abandoned, you know, policies and projects that were started by their predecessors. But for this, I applaud Mr. President for continuity. But that he continue with that, is it a guarantee that subsequent administrators will continue? So when you make promises, that you cannot fulfill by yourself. There are no promises for some of us. It's just a statement of intention 
which is neither here nor there. And if we remember too, this is equally part of shifting the goalpost. Mr. President had earlier promised to stop gas flaring, for instance. Okay? And that was shifted to 2030. A target set by World Bank. So must our own problems be solved externally? Or those external forces will be the ones to set the target for us to solve Nigerian problems? This is a question. If we are a sovereign nation, we must put our feet down on certain things that are detrimental to our people and try to find solutions to them as quickly as we can, as possibly as we can. We know that there are, you know, some technical financial constraints that are needed, but I know that Nigeria have enough resource to solve all her problems. So the idea of 2060 and net zero, I disagree with Mr. President. It's not workable. Okay, so let me just pause you here for a little and ask this question. Are there laws in Nigeria that will hold these companies accountable for the pollution? There are laws that says they should clean up, primarily, okay? So if there are such laws, and why is NOSDRA there? NOSDRA is there to make sure that there is an active and efficient response to oil spills. And there are sanctions that are provided in the NOSRA Act for not doing so. Okay? So it is to enforce those laws. So you cannot run away if we are a law-abiding country and operators and regulators. You cannot run away from your mess when there is a law that says you must clean up your mess when it occurs, not even before you want to run away. Okay, so this is where the issue and question of divestment okay, comes in. The oil majors who have polluted heavily our environment and our system now are running away in the name of divestment. And how, where are they running to? They are living on, onshore and they are running deep offshore, where Nigerians do not have the facilities, the equipment, the capacity, the access to monitor what they are doing. And at the same time, there are incentives provided by government for deep onshore, uh, deep offshore development projects and activities. Okay. And those incentives means that Nigerians are losing twice if we allow them to go. That, simply that way. Because the legacy problems they've created, not even uh, 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 twice anyway, four, in four ways, Nigeria will be losing. Okay? One is that Nigerians will be losing the environmental devastations that have been created, okay? which will now be inherited by the domestic uh, oil companies that will want to invest in buying uh, the assets of the company. And what is the direct implication of that? Divestment creates loss of jobs, okay? Both from the IOCs and the DOCs that will invest, who do not have the financial muscle 
to continue with the workforce that the IOCs may have engaged. And when there are job losses, where does it impact? The economy of the nation. When there is the pollution that has been created that are not cleaned up and remediated, the environment that is not remediated, what does it cause? It causes poverty. Because people can no longer do their fishing or farming activities to have a good yield to empower their economic status. So, and when that happens, will they be able to pay taxes? No. And nobody will dare go ask them for tax anyway, because that will mean a different kind of battle itself. Two, they will become sick. Who is expected to take care of them? Government. Okay? Government needs to build health facilities, equip them, and take care of her citizens. So, who is it going to impact? It's going to impact the revenue, you know, um, availability and post of the government, both at local, state, and federal levels. Okay? So, and of course, the conflict that will be created, the crisis that will come when it is our own brothers and sisters that are now operating this rotting, you know, equipments and facilities that they have bought because they want to join the big boys clubs of oil business, moguls, okay? Now, when the problem will erupt, as we have seen it already in the two key instances that has happened in Bielsa and Delta, you know, the challenge is who bears the brunt, who bears the cat? Nigerian citizens. And when there is a quarrel, you know, now it will be Nigerians against Nigerians. As we personally witnessed, okay, when as Nigerians, we were, you were there. We were on the sea, you know, floating. And we were denied access to the site. By who? Nigerian military forces. Certain Nigerians against Nigerians on the instructions of who? A Nigerian citizen. You can see, you can see the whole pack of trouble that the divestment, if not properly handled, is going to bring to this nation. So talking of net zero by 2060, it is out of the question for me personally. And I disagree with the state. Thank you. We have come to the end of this episode. Do well to join us in our subsequent episode on Propelling the Energy Transition series. My name is Kome Odomo, and we've been speaking with Barrister Chima Williams, who is the Executive Director of Environmental Rights Action, Friends of the Earth, Nigeria. Thank you, my sister, for having me. Thank you, and bye-bye.